Hello, and welcome to Ascend. We are pleased that you can join us to hear Professor Simon Heller provide guidance on initiating basal insulin and avoiding hypoglycemia. Across the world, uh, the management of type 2 diabetes is really now taking place in a primary care setting. Uh, and I think it's really important in whichever country uh, treatment is taking place uh, that uh, specialists and primary care physicians work together uh, in order uh, to make sure that the patient gets the best treatment. So let's think about insulin therapy in type 2 diabetes. We know that in type 2 diabetes, it's possible to use lifestyle uh, and then oral medication. Uh, but in the end, around 50% uh, of adults with type 2 diabetes will need uh, insulin uh, in order to control their blood glucose. And we also know that that treatment is often uh, started uh, pretty late, indeed too late. Um, so if we look at some of the data, we know that most patients, when they start insulin, already have a very high hemoglobin A1c. Uh, the, the data suggests around 9%. Uh, and the reason that insulin is started too late is because of fear, fear on behalf of the patient, but actually, uh, probably more important, fear uh, on the part of, of the doctor. Now, we know that patients are concerned that insulin therapy may cause them to gain weight. Some are frightened uh, of injections. But if we look at uh, the views of doctors, particularly primary care physicians, they're more frightened uh, and believe that this is something that worries patients uh, when this actually isn't the case. They're also worried about hypoglycemia and think clearly we need to address these uh, misconceptions, if you like. Uh, one of the ways in which uh, we've had considerable success, and again that's been repeated across the world, is to use insulin uh, at night, what we call basal insulin therapy. Uh, and this approach uh, involves uh, the patients giving insulin at bedtime, medium-acting insulin, just before they go to bed, but staying on their oral therapy. The benefits of insulin therapy, basal insulin therapy, uh, are quite considerable. It minimizes the risk of hypoglycemia. Uh, it's simple for the physician to initiate, but perhaps the biggest advantage of all is that the patient is an active participant uh, in their treatment. Uh, and this is going to be essential uh, if this treatment is uh, going to be used uh, successfully. So how would this work? Well, the first thing is that uh, the patient has to be taught to give uh, a starting dose of insulin at bedtime. Uh, and it's a pretty standard dose uh, to use 10 units just before bed. Uh, the patient starts that and begins to measure their glucose, ideally every morning uh, before they have had anything to eat, and they're aiming for a glucose of around 5 to 6 millimoles per litre, uh, around uh, 100 to 110 milligrams per deciliter. Uh, they can measure their glucose uh, two or three times a week, as they've said, and after a week, if their glucoses are above target, then they're encouraged to in increase that insulin dose by perhaps around two units, 
It's important for the primary care physician to keep in touch with the patient, uh, to encourage them to increase the dose, because what often happens is that they start off on that 10 units and lose their nerve, lack the confidence to keep increasing uh, the dose. But that's something uh, which I think is really important that the primary care physician uh, encourages the patient to increase. So let's take a, a mythical patient, a case history, if you will, to see uh, how this would be working. Um, so let's take a, a typical patient, perhaps their age around 50. They all have had diabetes for about eight years. They'll have been on metformin and a sulfonylurea. Uh, but because their hemoglobin A1c is high and their fasting glucose is also going to be high, maybe around 200 milligrams per deciliter, uh, then uh, they start the insulin. Uh, so th let's say we start MPH insulin, 10 units a day, carry on with the oral agents, and let's see where they are after six months. We would have expected their A1C to come down, let's say, to around 7 to 7.5%. Fasting glucose will be running around perhaps uh, 6 millimoles per litre, uh, 7, around 120 milligrams per deciliter. So that is ideal scenario. Everything's go well. But supposing then the patient uh, experienced an episode of hypoglycemia during the night. Now, of course, that's a risk they would lose their confidence. What would you do next? If somebody's uh, experienced an episode of hypoglycemia at night, I think uh, it's important for, uh, for the physician to think of the possible causes. So uh, one of the causes might be that there are other conditions which are interfering. So, for example, uh, I would always check the kidney function in a patient uh, who develops hypoglycemia because we know that impaired renal function uh, is a cause of hypoglycemia. I'd probably try and persuade the patient to measure their glucose in the middle of the night by setting their alarm just to see uh, if this was a consistent problem. Um, and then I'd done to check that the timing uh, of the insulin was correct. In other words, the insulin was being given at bedtime. Now, depending on the hemoglobin A1c, I might cut back the insulin dose a little. Um, on the other hand, if the glucose levels were still above target and, I, and it was available, if, if uh, an analog insulin could be afforded, I might switch that patient to a medium-acting analog. Now, those are simple, practical steps uh, which can address one of the common problems of basal insulin therapy. But nevertheless, I think it's a simple treatment uh, which can be uh, introduced uh, in a primary care setting very safely. Many thanks for listening. We hope you found it useful. Please visit www.ascend-diabetes-obesity.com for more practical advice for caring for people with diabetes.